So welcome to uh, the Business Success Podcast. And today I'm with uh, Jamie Gibbs, who's the Managing Director of Retain, uh, an ex-Royal Marine. And uh, really like to start off, actually. Well, welcome, Jamie. Nice Thank to see you. you. But I really would like to start off with actually finding about, actually, how you actually started and got into business. And why did you start a business um, called Retained, which you're the Managing Director of, um, and get into roofing, access, and um, and solar? So what was your thinking behind that? Well, it all began, I suppose, starting the narrative. It was uh, 1998, uh, I joined the Marines, and uh, 2004, ended up coming out, trashed my back, so I had to find something that didn't trash my back anymore. So, so you uh, took something that was going to be really physical, did you? <laughs> I told you, you couldn't be any more physical, you know, going into going into roofing, scaffolding, and, uh, and, and solar panels. That's, that's pretty pretty hard work. Well, thankfully, I don't do those things, though. I'm more yeah. of a pointer than of uh, get the technical qualifications and things like that. Um, but now I uh, set up the, I set up a solar wrong, set up a asbestos company first in 2004, and I was uh, surveying asbestos and managing asbestos and things like that. And then off the back of that, seeing roofs and, and saying to people, you need to change that roof, and then me not actually getting involved with it was criminal. But I'm just trying to work out, you come out of the Royal Marines, did you have this idea before you came out of the Royal Marines or you know, or when you left them? I mean, how did it happen? I mean, where did the light bulb moment come up? Well, it was, it, it becomes a little bit more um, clearer when you realise that there was all these guys coming through. I was the unit posted because I trashed my back. So I had all these yeah. guys coming into me um, to give their leaving details and stuff like this and and I was saying oh what are you going on to do and and, and a large portion of them were doing uh, security private security That's and maritime right. yeah, they do. and everything else and I was thinking oh, I don't really want to do that no. um, and then uh, the others were doing like locksmith or plumbers and plumbers yeah. I'd read in a magazine at the time was like having absolute uh, does your knees in and you're back in and you yeah, exactly. all the things you don't want to do yeah so I just happened to see an advertisement in one of the magazines offering uh, £70,000 a year to be an asbestos surveyor. Wow. So I thought to myself, well... The money with the attraction then. Does that look a good idea? Yeah. Um, and then uh, well, actually when it when it moved through, that wasn't the reality. It was more something like 20-odd when they oh, actually right. made an offer, uh, which was obviously a bit of a con. And then I bought a franchise with them in the end to get me into yeah. the industry uh, for about £20,000. And then from there... I grew it, and like I say, I kept on seeing these roofs that I was handing over to other people and saying, yeah, you need to do something with your roof. Yeah. And uh, then I took this sort of four-year, well, three-year in, sort of thought to myself, well, why don't I set up a roofing company instead? Wow. Uh, I diversified in the asbestos, uh, with the asbestos work, and I'd bought paints in from Germany, and I'd read, um, we'd done some work with uh, a company over there that had painted Michael Schumacher's helmet Obviously, not before his skiing yeah. incident. Um, but <laughs> so you're not responsible for that crash, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing to do with me, Governor. So uh, we we then we bought this product over and was painting it onto asbestos and things like this, and it was sealing the surface and things like this. So it was it was quite innovative at the time, but yeah. uh, it wasn't really in line with how I wanted to take the business forward. So with the roofing side, that's where uh, I had my uh, the the downside of business life of uh, actually investing in the wrong thing I had a bit of a, a life changing moment and then yeah. ended up having to 
Phoenix out as a, a, a new business, which was Retain. I mean, Retain the name was uh, was a bit of a we had a we had a, a plethora of names that we were looking at, yeah. uh, and a pal of mine who was uh, an asbestos surveyor had got, got lots of years of experience in business, and he he just said to me, um, "Why do, have you thought of the name Retain?" And I was like, "Well, I suppose that works because what I wanted was I wanted to have the ability to enable us to move into different areas. So yeah. it, it, the idea was that it meant nothing, but it meant something." Uh, so if you were going to retain something, you were hopefully going to keep it. That makes and, sense. And that was where the sort of the, the overall yeah. thought process was with the name. But it wasn't, it wasn't obviously so how, an easy How did you process. come up with the logo? Because the logo, I think, is really good. And uh, if you've not seen the retained logo, uh, well, you will on this. Um, if you got, if if you look at the video, we'll show it to you. But I mean, the the thing is, the um, retained logo, I think, is quite amazing. It's really catch yeah eye-catching and you've got it on um uh Pym- plymouth argyle's uh shorts as yeah. well yeah yeah so i don't know how you manage that as well <laughs> you've done quite well from a royal marine coming in and, yeah. and getting yourself plastered all over you know uh you know plymouth argyle who won against huddersfield you know obviously this helped with your name on it absolutely yeah it was that what drove them forward obviously. i'm sure it's the motivation because <laughs> on the back of the shorts driving them forward to you exactly. know, to get those goals you know but um that was really cool but i still sort of like you know how the actual starting up of actually you, you creating retain because you've got quite a big team in such a short while you've got great premises um it feels like you've been established a long, long time. Hmm. That's not the case. No, no. I will just answer the question on the uh, the logo, though, because the yeah. uh, basically uh, we had a, a designer that uh, came in with yeah. different designs at the time, and he he basically gave us a, a swatch of all these different things. Yeah. And I took them home, and my kids, who were very young at the time, yeah. were all like, oh, there's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said... That's what we'll go with because ultimately people will then instantly say, I mean, obviously it's never good being a Mickey Mouse company, but Mickey Mouse hasn't done too bad in the world. Done really well. As a a corporate thing. Worldwide known. Yeah, exactly. So the idea was that it, it will hopefully get people talking obviously in the positive but well it's just the year isn't it so yeah. you know so it's not exactly the same but i mean the concept came from there which, yeah and i get it yeah so yeah. it's really it's eye-catching and um and we're a marketing company i can recognize good good logos and i thought that was an amazing logo and really good for your company yeah it is good it so is good. Uh, but getting back to this Sorry. thing all yeah. right going back to the thing because it is quite amazing being a royal marine and you've gone into asbestos um and you launched that, and then you've got this uh, finished paint and stuff like that from Germany, which you who obviously make great, great products and mm. so forth that we often bring it, see, brought into this country and so forth. But um, but a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but a number of your in, um, employees are Royal Marines as well. Mm. Or ex-military, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, I still don't quite understand how you went from asbestos, and then you did the roofing, and then you've gone into access, and then you've gone into solar. I mean, what was the time scale for that? So the the roofing company uh, was 2008. uh, That's when that became uh, the brainchild of the business, if you like. And then as that that has grown uh, year on year, COVID was very kind to us. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. There isn't... um, 
this beautiful trajectory all the way through yeah. to where we are now. It's been a roller coaster ride of yeah. trying different things as well. That's the other side of this. Of uh, we we focused on just going to main contractors, and then we've tried uh, direct to client, and now we've got a bit. I would say probably. Uh, probably a seventy thirty split of going to main contractors rather than right. uh, direct to client now, but that's that's easier of uh, bringing work through the door. So it's, right. it, there is that uh, that part of it. Uh, if but from a, uh, a growth from how how the other businesses became, yeah. uh, I what <laughs> it's quite simplistic in so much as I did my law degree through Open University, yeah. and that finished two years ago, um, and. Uh, if anybody's done Open University, they will know that it's it's obviously in your own time and it's yeah, course, quite time-consuming. Yeah. So having a business, having a young family yeah. as well, was it was quite uh, draining. Um, and I've just literally signed up for my master's for the next two years as well. <laughs> so, uh, but just because I want, I want, I, I loved uh, yeah. learning, and I, yeah. I never, don't think you ever stand still with learning. I agree with that. So we, um, so I, I then finished the course and thought, well. I seem to have all this free time on my hands. So why don't I set up another, well, three businesses because I set yeah. up a recruitment company as well at that time, but I didn't utilize it. Um, so we ended up then having this brainchild of, we were, we were doing solar works with other people. And I was thinking, well, why are we, why are we giving this to others? And, and it yeah. was a really poor service that we were getting as well from right. them. So I was thinking, well, why don't we put our spin on this and, and have it as a in-house thing, a three-in-one contractor. We yeah. have the roofing side, we have the solar side, and then obviously the the obvious scaffolding is the scaffolding. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. So now that's what we offer now as the three. Uh, and, and then if if contractors don't want to use us uh, because they're roofing contractors, we can offer the solar yeah. and the uh, the access. And then yeah. the other way around, if they're a solar contractor, we'll just do the roofing for them, and we can offer the the scaffolding. Yeah. So it's, it is quite a So really, when you say three and one, it's great, but you can actually offer three services mm. and it's like, and, and, and people have got the option picking one or one or two or three of them, haven't they? Yeah. So that's, that's quite a clever option to be honest. So what do you think having done, what was your biggest challenge um, setting up retain? Do you think? I think if we go back to sort of 2008, the biggest challenge was, uh, I think the biggest thing in business is reputation. That's that's the the biggest thing where people right. sell or buy off you uh, is if you've got a good reputation. That that pathway to market is so much easier. Yeah. So we had to try and without the reputation in two thousand eight, we had to come up with what what else is there that will give you that reputation. And I thought yeah. the best route was to do technical qualification. So people yeah. then buy into the fact that you're suitably qualified for yeah. that task instead. So I went out and and um, did the uh, Institute of Roofing's technical qualification for right. roofing, so that, that enabled me to have letters after my name. Yeah, um, and that was a that was a tough. T- I mean, that was how long was that for? Uh, I believe it's it's changed now. It's a different course, but I believe at the time it was um, over twelve weeks. I think it was one day wow. a week. But it was, it's really intense and it's all, it's on all aspects of roofing. So it's a lot of things. That and at you the end of that, you get, you get an exam, do you, or something? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you did an exam at the end. Um, but I mean, I would go home. My, my brain would just be like mush after it. Right. So it would be quite a lot of. And you're still running a business. Yeah. 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 So it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was very enjoyable, but also like taxing. 
yeah. but I came away from that and I thought to myself, right, okay, so hopefully if I go and speak to a client now, the, the first thing I can say is uh, at the time I was an associate of the Institute of Roofing, which put me in a different yeah. sphere to other contractors going yeah. to those works. Uh, since then... It makes I'm, you really credible, though, doesn't it? Well, since I, I've, I'm now the regional chair for the Institute of Roofing uh, wow. for the Southwest, so I also do that on the other side, which we, we, we're looking to move away from that and become more sort of a mentoring role. Right. But that hasn't occurred yet, but I'm still still doing that role. Oh, wow. So, so, so going forward, right, because you've achieved a lot in the last five years, hmm. and certainly when you walk into your premises, I mean... It's a wow factor. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for people who don't know, it's like you walk in and it, it looks good. There's a logo on the floor in the in the reception, mm. you know, and um, and you go through there. You've got you've got two boardrooms and you've got a games restroom as well mm. uh, with a snooker table or a billiard table, table, a pool yeah. table, yeah, a pool yeah. table and stuff like that, uh, where people can you know just relax and eat and microwave or cook or whatever they need to mm. do, you know, and. Um, so what's the vision for the next five years? Because you've achieved such a lot in the last five years. What does the next five years look like? I think what I'd like to be able to do, well, there's a couple of more businesses that I want to involve in in our, yeah. in our little group of businesses anyway. Uh, I mean, they aren't, uh, they are uh, nice to haves rather than, you know, what, what I tried to do just as COVID hit was set up a, a training company uh, to enable us to offer training for, uh, well, the, the the idea was to get people coming out of the military yeah. and giving them uh, qualifications to enable them to go into construction companies and be that little step up yeah. than those that are that they've had the opportunity to be in Civvy Street prior to them, if you like. So the idea was they we gave them a course that would enable them to have working at height, manual handling, um, and, and all plethora of other skills, including sort of bookkeeping on a minor level, uh, managing a business, knowing what laws they had to sort of, they were going to come up against. And the idea was to give them this course to sort of give them that uh, first foot in the door to get to yeah. hopefully then, once they get into their business, seeing what military personnel are like in the business, yeah, then that then where they would say, oh, well, they're, they're actually a better choice than that somebody that might have had a, a qualification or experience. So, okay. Just correct me, but um, from what I was told, and it may not be right, okay, but um, there's there's no scaffolding training short of Western Supermare. So if you wanted scaffolding training, you'd have to go to a company up in Western Supermare to get that. Is that correct? Uh, well, you can you can do, at LTC, the local tools in Plymouth, right. they, they will do courses. Um, yeah. But they... The the art that yeah there's a the, the southwest seems to be bereft of, of really really good specific yeah. training providers. Um, so would you get more involved in that in the in, in the technical side of it or not? Well, it was well more than likely, but we've we've got uh, at the moment we've got affiliations and we've got partnerships with training providers yeah. in the southwest uh, and and also South Wales as well because yeah. the, the South Wales provider is the regional chair of the Institute of Roofing for that area. So yeah. I have a, a, an affiliation with her. Uh, so it, there is there is, um, there is, is a desire for the Southwest to have these skills. Yeah. The issues are there's not, from, from a roofing perspective, there's not that many roofing companies in the Southwest that do sort of metal cladding works. Wow. There are a few, but there's yeah. not, there's probably, there may not be enough to give that centre of excellence as it so would be. So where does retain, what, what's, your, what's your market 
you know, your geographical market. Yeah, that's so hard. So, yeah. So what area do you cover? That would have been easy to say, you know. What area do you cover? Well, we used to say whenever they hit water, that's as far right. as we're going to go. But we've, we have stopped, um, sort of approaching contracts for Scotland just because of the geography, not necessarily of doing the works. We can, we can right. facilitate the works. It's more really in those 12 months of rectification periods when there's something that may go wrong. It's that cost to actually then send a team up. Well, there's, a, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of buildings between here yeah. and Scotland, exactly. including Wales. So yeah. I'm sure even, I'm sure sort of south of the M4 is, is a huge market, surely. Well, it, it, historically, most of our work has been outside of the area. Uh, right. London has been very profitable right. for us, uh, or just on the outlying areas of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're currently working over in Lowestoff. Uh, we've done multiple contracts in Lowestoft for some strange wow. reason. I don't know quite why. Um, we've also, uh, all of the sort of East Anglia area, we seem to do quite well in. I don't know yeah. quite why. And then... Uh, the Midlands, we've just finished some, uh, a couple of large projects, Northamptonshire and um, uh, Aldridge in Birmingham as well. So, uh, well, Warsaw. But it, so, yeah, there's some, there's some, we don't tend to be confined. We would love to get more work in the southwest. And just, you should get more work in the southwest because it's one of the, one of the, the rainiest areas. Yeah. All right. In the country, you yeah. know, and it's certainly with the Gulf Stream in the, in the next uh, so many years, you know, we're going to get more wet weather down here, warm weather. I understand, but more wet weather. So in actual fact, you should actually be doing more, you know, roofing yeah. in the southwest, really. It would make sense, wouldn't it? It would make sense, yeah. Unfortunately, though, they uh, that the, the the powers that be that have the money in the southwest don't tend to like spending it as much as people in other parts of the country. I've always found that, yeah. Long pockets. Yeah, short, short arms. arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So, and that's, um, so just, and I'm going to ask you this last question, all right? And... um and I'm going to put a rule here, right? Because if I ask you, um, what do you do for fun? I know the first thing you're going to say is you have a love for learning. Yeah. All right. Now, if you take that one out, all right, because <laughs> we're going to, we're going to rule that out because it's really clear that you love learning and, um, and the fact you're doing another master where well, you're doing your masters and, uh, congratulations on, uh, getting your degree in law, which is good. And doing a master's is just phenomenal, especially when you're running a, a multi-million pound business, um, <laughs> with a big team, you know, so I don't know where you get the time for that. It must I be, don't. No, no, but <laughs> it's going to be hard, hard work. But I mean, I, I do understand your love for learning. Um, so if you, if you, if you take that out, what do you do for fun? Well, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the Plymouth Argyle yeah. uh, side of life. Uh, th- yeah, that is, uh, we do tend to uh, jump on the hospitality train and yeah. uh, get in there for uh, the games. And, and I was quite fortunate. The club took me to a few away, or a couple of games yeah. last year, Wembley being one of them, yeah. uh, as because we're principal partner, they, they yeah. look after you very well. Uh, so we, we did that. That was a fantastic day out. Uh, and they took me to the last game of the season as well. So I, I do, um, I do like the hospitality. We were there in the hospitality yeah. on Saturday, wasn't we? So, yeah. uh, we were quite oh, Pilgrim fortunate. Pete was there as well, smacking me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that was quite good fun, but yeah, it was good seeing you there, to be honest. Yeah. It's, um, it is a great hospitality suite and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, um, Plymouth Argyle come a long way, haven't they? Yeah. All right. It is a real professional, good feel place, isn't it? And, yeah. um, that was a full crowd, wasn't it? It was something I, I like 16,460 or something like that. I think it's a sellout now. I think, I think they've uh, sold, other than the away, obviously, but yeah, yeah. they've... Um, so you're not going to... So, yeah, so it's going to be hard for anyone to get tickets. 
don't say so. Because yeah, yeah. uh, don't ring me. Yeah. They've got one on Tuesday night, and then they've got yeah, Southampton to come. That'll be a sellout, won't it? Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But um, it's amazing, actually, if you think about it. If you look at the Championship League, most of those teams have been in mm. the Premiership. Yeah. All right. At some t- stage, so it just shows what the quality of this league is. Well, Huddersfield, Huddersfield in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it just shows you the quality, doesn't it? And I just felt, thought that Plymouth looked in place, in the right place. I think they've just made another signing coming in today as well. So. Oh, right. Okay. Well, with well. your support, I'm sure they could make a few, <laughs> a few more. A few more, anyway. But anyway, so um, you, what you do for fun is you love your football. Yeah. yeah. All right? And you love the uh, support in Plymouth, Plymouth Argyle. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm also a Birmingham City fan, so we don't, oh, really, yeah. don't really like football that much, obviously. But uh. <laughs> Mind you, mind you, uh, Tom Brady, is yeah. just, um, he's just uh, become a, um, a minor partner or something. Yeah. In, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was listening on the radio, and, and to be honest, uh, the fans are over the moon. Yeah, totally, uh, yeah. I don't think they could quite believe it, but, I mean, it's a real coup to get someone like Tom Brady uh, supporting your club. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, keep an eye out, out, out for Bristol. I mean, so Birmingham, sorry. How did I say that wrong? Birmingham, Tom Brady, Birmingham. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, so literally, uh, Jamie, it's been great having this podcast with you. And thank you you very much uh, for it. We learned a lot. We are going to be talking to you again because we want to learn a bit about your, uh, about the way you conduct business and so forth. So, but uh, thank you for joining us today and uh, thank you for uh, listening.